0: Greetings, blenders, and welcome to Real Blend, a podcast that is celebrating its fiftieth episode. <laughs> Yay! Nothing. <Ooh>. I, got, <laughs> I told no, you. I'm
1: just, we're just making fun of you because <laughs> before we started recording, we asked Sean what was his intro for this week, and his response yeah. was. Yeah, it's
0: not great. It's not great. I mean, I didn't have a 50 pun. Kevin, do you have a 50 pun off the top of your well, head? Well, I mean, you could have done something with 50 cents. I mean, there's so many options. You, d- you
2: just chose the lazy route and just went 50th yeah, episode. That's I just, fine. I just
0: went with that, 50th episode. Yeah. So it's also the so, first so episode. we're
1: going to start phoning it uh, in at 2019. Yeah, happy, happy, no, happy the, new year, <laughs>
0: Sean. It's the first episode of 2019. Come Woo! on, that's exciting too. Yay, yeah. it's 2019. <laughs> and we've been gone for a really, really See, long time and miss... We miss all of you, Sean. You could have said
2: something along the lines of "Welcome to Real Blend." You can find us in the club because this is our fiftieth fifty cent episode or something like that. There there were so many different well ways to do this.
0: Well, you could start writing. Uh, I just don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I am Sean O'Connell, the managing director at Cinema Blend. Who has this burden every single week to, to write a snappy pun? Wait, Gabe, in 2019, let's let's get rid of the puns. We're gonna drop the pun. No, the
1: pun.
2: we're not. Yeah, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. We're gonna Kevin.
0: we're gonna not scream Dunkirk anymore. Oh, no, we're doing all that.
2: <laughs> we're doing no, no, all this that is
0: changing. Uh, I'm one third of the Real Blend hosting table. Joining me, as he does every single show, is Kevin McCarthy. Entertainment reporter for Fox 5 in Washington, D.C. You guys can't see him because we don't have the Facebook Live anymore, but he's sporting a sweet Orioles ball cap. Kevin, how are you?
2: Sean, how are you? I'm also wearing my Wu-Tang socks, which you can't see as well, which I'm very excited Mm -hmm. about.
0: And he has just slipped into his uh, Astros. What's that brim called? What what are they called, those brims? Flat brim? Snapback or clap? No, the
1: the back is snapback.
0: Oh, gotcha. Uh, Jake Hamilton, entertainment reporter for Fox 32 in Chicago, Jake. How are Thanks. you, sir?
1: Thanks. You know, uh, I just got I just got this hat today, isn't it sweet?
0: Everybody has to go over and check out Jake's um video from his trip to Weta. Oh yeah. Because, is, is it live? Thank you. you. Posted
1: it? Yeah, yeah, it's live. I posted it's on it on YouTube. It it's is, on my Facebook
0: page. All right, I finally watched it and it's incredible. It's Thank not you. only it's a great capture of Jake's trip, but it's also this amazing um look into everything that Weta does for the film industry. And you can go you can go watch Jake's now. And then know that while you're watching it, Kevin is probably on his way. <laughs> yeah, he's also gonna get to go to wedding. You leave
1: in a couple of days, right? Yeah, I'm.
2: Uh, I, I was watching Jake's piece, which was amazing, by the way. I was like getting teary eyed because I was just watching like Rodriguez like playing his guitar while Jake was in a performance capture suit, being directed by one of my favorite filmmakers of all time. Um, it was pretty wild, man. I, I, it's about to be you, man. Yeah, it's about to be you. That was pretty insane. Like, I mean, Rodriguez is somebody that I uh, I grew up watching uh, a lot of his like cooking schools and his dvds and everything. it was just crazy to see him like directing you it was pretty
1: wild man I was like i was you know there you asked a question today after the piece there's a moment in the piece where after i do my performance uh john landau who is the producer of avatar and titanic comes over and and says what well, jokingly in my head hey james cameron's on the phone he wants to know if you might want to do some work with him and i sort of flippantly blow him off and say well call my agent and and, uh, you know, I'm very busy, got a lot of stuff going on. And then Kevin asked a question that then other people throughout the day asked me, which was, was James Cameron really on the phone? And I went, oh, no. <laughs> what if he was actually on the phone? Did Landau laugh when you said it? Was it was it a bit? Kind of. I don't. He sort of, he kind of like chuckled and then walked away. Yeah, yeah. So I may have just blown my shot at being in <laughs> Avatar 7. Yeah. but um, then again I you know yeah. if, if James Cameron listens to this podcast at all based on some of my past comments about Avatar I think I would have blown my shot already
2: well if it, well, so if it was really James Cameron and you said that there may be some call for judgment day <laughs>
0: yes I think oh uh, my
1: god this podcast has gone into the abyss
0: <laughs> I think John Lando <laughs> that's actually a true lie you're right was telling you <laughs> some true lies come <laughs> ah, come on <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this was for Alita. I just want to mention that it's for Alita Battle Angel because Kevin's going to go do it um, right now too and so you'll be able to watch his stuff when he gets here. So anyway, uh, episode 50, we're underway. Um, We start with reviews and so if you are over on the uh, iTunes page for the show. Uh, we have seventy four star ratings. We have thirty nine reviews. We have a new one that came from someone named Crystal Daniel uh, who said this podcast right here with an exclamation point. And she says, "I just love you guys, especially Aww. when you disagree, which happens often. Uh, <laughs> I find myself chiming in out loud. I especially like when you talk about the behind the scenes aspects of the junkets and how you prepare for them, et etc. This oh, is that's an cool. epic, yeah, I think so too. And we were saying in the text chain, uh, in between the last show that we did that, um, you know, that's not something you can get at a lot of other podcasts. The three of us, I think right before we went on break, we went in depth about the Clint Eastwood uh, interview that we got to do in our preparation for it and all of that. And you just, there aren't three other hosts that are doing a podcast, I think, that do the types of junkets that we can. So I want to do more of that for sure in 2019. Uh, this is an epic podcast that I'm always looking forward to. Keep it up, fellas. Crystal Daniel, we absolutely will in 2019. So, and thank you for listening. Uh, we're going to start with news and we want to get into Bird Box um, really fast. A, for, for two reasons. One, because we had an argument about this, um, the numbers that Netflix released and why Netflix uh, chose this. As their movie to to tout, right? Like uh, I don't. What were the what were the numbers, Kevin? Do you remember what the number was? We yeah, 5
2: million? 45 million in the first seven days. And this this is not the first time they released numbers. By the way, they released numbers for Bright. They released numbers for um, Christmas Chronicles recently. Uh, oh, they did. Yeah, okay. they, that, that had like twenty million streams. I can't remember the exact time frame of that one. But you know, Jake and I and Sean and Gabe were on a text chain discussing this concept of whether or not you know Jake had questioned why the numbers came out, were they accurate kind of thing. And I mean, my argument is they're 100% accurate. There's no way that Netflix would release those numbers and they wouldn't be true. I mean, there's no, like there's their company is already so successful. Why would they release numbers that aren't true just just to tout the movie? And my opinion is, if you're if you were do, doing that, you would do it for a film that maybe needed attention. Bird Box clearly didn't. Um, so, in my opinion, I think the numbers are 100 percent accurate. Uh, I think that okay. it, it's perfectly reasonable because there's what I think over 130 uh, active Netflix accounts, I believe, uh, a million, 130 million in the 130 world. 130 million. Um, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, 45 million people streamed it in the first seven days. Makes sense to me because that's not even half. Um, so you guys are well, questioning. And that's what this.
0: it is with. Well, with Netflix, that's the thing. It's like they're—it's not a rollout. You're not waiting for it to get to a theater. Once it's on Netflix, anyone around the globe can watch right. it. Right. So I can believe those numbers. I guess my thing is, if they—it's if they were always releasing the numbers, you know, great, big or small, then that—that hundred percent that transparency. I would understand, but it's the choice to release when it looks good for them. You know, and there's also no think-
1: context to their numbers either. They don't they, you know, they don't talk about what exactly a stream means. They don't talk about where they get this information from. And you know, if if we were to, to swap this and make it a politician, and a politician in his job only came out and occasionally talked to the press, and when he did talk to the press, only gave good news about what he was doing, and then disappeared and refused to answer questions about anything else he was doing, we as a society would question that news, and we would go, okay, what's, what's the story behind sure. this? And I just, And I'm not saying that 45 million user accounts didn't stream... Bird Box because Kevin's right uh, over the, the Christmas break my social media was lit up with people talking about Bird it's Box huge my, my issue 100%. is 100% a huge we, meme boost as as journalists we as a, as a society need to n- be more questionable about just it, it, just blindly accepting no pun intended with Bird Box just blindly <laughs> accepting these numbers and then taking them and running with them as fact I mean this is a company but it is, that but it is fact says, is, is it though why Why do you, you you say that because you think it is but we don't no well, really but why well, would they say, make that up my, my, my question is though why wouldn't they release any other information my, okay, here's my why, here, here's all, the, all they did was literally tweet out a number here, and everyone just accepted it as fact here's my theory on that without questioning I think they released that number because it was so extraordinary,
2: like I, I, I think that, like for example, I think Bright. I remember Bright had 11 million. Until at they tell time. me
1: how many people watch the sixth season of House of Cards, I, I, am not going to, right? Like, 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 as a journalist, you should want backup you should want more information I, you should well, say okay like 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 okay prove this to me i agree like, don't, don't just tweet out a number in, a, in an image of sandra bullock and then everyone runs with it like te- explain to me where what this number well, means the, where you got this number the from. number means that that 45 million netflix accounts streamed bird
2: box in the first seven days i think that number was so mind-blowing that that's why they released it now yeah i i, I agree that maybe in the future Netflix maybe can start releasing numbers on a more frequent basis, whether it be good or bad. But I think that that number was so massive that they said, this is this is crazy.
0: It, I'm sorry. That's, no no like,
1: other studio, no other TV network gets to hide behind just saying, yeah, "Oh, yeah, you know, you I report Disney, it all." Disney doesn't, report it say, all. Yeah, Disney doesn't get to say, "Yeah, Disney doesn't get doesn't get to hide behind uh, the Nutcracker failing and then talk or about Mary Poppins doing well." No one else gets such. to do that. And yeah. until Netflix starts releasing the numbers of their failures, I refuse to champion the numbers of their successes. But, but, uh, no,
2: are you refusing? To, are you refusing to champion it,
1: or do you not believe it? I, 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 that's what I'm asking you. I I'm not I'm not blindingly believing. See so you, you do so you think I, the number is not true. Think, no, I don't think it's untrue. I just refuse to have an opinion one way or the other based on a random tweet that they sent out. I see, and, I and, they, and they don't they don't tweet out any other information. There, there was I, no context to this number. Is there? There, one? there I don't was know no. What, this is wait, what. Wait, where no, did they, I
0: read? I thought I read someplace that that it meant that like it doesn't count for the. For the account logged in to watch, unless it made it through seventy percent of the feature, so it, you can't just start it, do five minutes, and, and bail. But but that's funny because like if you buy a ticket to Vice and you go in and you watch the first ten minutes and you leave, it still counts to you. You bought a ticket right. and it goes to its box exactly. office, right? Yeah. Nobody mo- nobody monitors how long you stayed in the theater. Right. So it's funny that we hold Netflix to another standard but, of like, how much did you actually and I think, watch?
1: And I think that's it. It's, it's not like I'm not sitting here not saying, trust me, like I said, I, I saw all the people talking about Bird Box. If sure. Netflix released all their information and then released that number, I'd go, okay, yeah, I buy it. But I just, I refuse to, to just buy into a company that, that cherry picks well, what the, information the they're is, going to give to us.
0: Like how could, we, how could we verify it? That's my. I don't. You. No one knows their system of of ratings. Right. You know, like they've I, I, they've flown under think, a radar yeah. that for their entire time. So no one really knows how to verify what has been. But watching.
2: my my opinion is like 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 Jake's questioning the reasoning for releasing it. The reasoning
1: for releasing it is because it was so mind blowingly huge, and they I think they were just. But you you don't have a problem I, with a company picking and choosing what information they're going to give you about their successes I, and their failures. I never said I didn't have a
2: problem with that. My my point is I do think that. Hopefully eventually Netflix will release everything for how the movie does, how it streams, how many people watch it. I just think that that number was so huge that it was just a cool thing to tweet. It was a tweet. It wasn't like they they like they went out and did a press conference about it. It was it was just a like, really cool number. It was a huge number and I think they were
1: celebrating it. I thought it was cool. I think I think if Roma had a huge number, they would release it. But probably maybe not that many people are watching Roma on Netflix, therefore, or not making it 70%, and therefore they're not releasing it because they're afraid it might hurt its Oscar chances if we're getting yeah. out that no one's really watching Roma. And I and that's not fair. You can't pick and choose what numbers you're gonna put out there based on whether it's gonna help you or not. When did not. the box no, office, no one else gets to do that.
2: When did the box no one office else gets to do ever that. affect Oscars? Moonlight made like fifteen million dollars at one best picture.
1: First man. I think first man was affected at the box office by oh. or if, I, if Oscar chances were affected by the box office. I don't think so. I think that movie was I, th- I think if First Man made $150 million, we'd be talking about it at, at, for, for
0: Oscar.
2: No, I think fans. First Man was hurt by the controversy. And, and ah. I, I think it was
1: people, people that were, they were we've already discussed this, but.
0: I will say, I, I think Roma is, is treading very lightly um, because it's the first streaming movie that's trying to get into the Oscar race. And any negative story that might disrupt it right now, I, I'm sure Netflix doesn't want to yeah. get out
1: there. And if 45 million people watch Roma... I guarantee you, we'd be hearing about that. Uh, yeah, but I mean, st- this but, but makes they're, they're me a little choosing. bit sad
0: that they're not reporting the Roman numbers because I, I really would like to know what they are. I just out of curiosity. Say, so can change my opinion right. about the movie at we all? We have a right to know what well, they, they are. They didn't release *Birds
2: July. They didn't release Ballad of Buster* Scruggs. I mean, I, I think because I think not that many people watched it. I think *Bird Box* was just that much of a massive surprise to them that they just released it. I, I think you guys yeah. are reading into this as like this is like a gospel press conference. This was a tweet.
1: That said, how many people watched their movie? I know, but it's a tweet that was then published. Picked up, yeah, picked up by, by the every- trade. Right. Everywhere. But it wasn't. I just don't. But it wasn't like right. they went to a
2: court system and stamped this down and said, this is this is legendary. This was a tweet that came out that said, how many people watched their movie? Well, I'll say It was say a this. celebration, in my opinion.
0: That was cool. I'll say this. I hope that it's the start of them sharing this information on the regular. Right? Me too. I hope that. Yeah, I would love to know, well, but more I don't about- think
1: it's going to be because they put out this positive news and we take it and run with it as fact, as gospel, and then no one questions, okay, well what are the numbers for everything else? They they yeah. haven't been they, they haven't had, you know, people showing up at their doors with pitchforks demanding these numbers, so they've been able to skirt by on a system where they don't have to play the, by the same rules it is, as everyone else. Well, I also think we're right. still figuring this out. Netflix is such a new they're still figuring it out. If they, if they know what the numbers are for Bird Box, they know what the numbers no, are for
2: Roma. I, I'm saying, like, like do they do a weekly report? Do they do a daily report? I mean, like, this is a brand new system of watching cinema. I mean, Nah, Nef- it's
1: not that new, uh, dude. I, I, I think so. No, I mean, they've, Netflix has been around for a while. How long have they been we making be original to- movies? We're not talking original movies. They should be. I should be able to go to them and say, "Let's say how many people watch, how many how many accounts stream Stranger Things," and they. I should be able to get the answer in the same way that I can look up the box, box office for Blade Runner twenty forty. Didn't Fantastic. they? Didn't, didn't
0: I had no idea that this topic would. Didn't race. they release <laughs> their top
1: streamed
2: shows
0: of the year? Discussion.
1: They rank them, but they don't. They but they. Once again, there's no context. They talk about, "Oh, these are the shows that do well." There's no context in terms of. Of what does well or what how they how do you do a
2: show? Do you say (laughs) this episode
1: like like is all like so uh, uh, haunting of Hill House?
2: Is it the number of streams of each episode? Is it the total streams for the whole show? Like
1: give me give me the top ten most watched episodes of Netflix? Okay. That they probably yeah, have either, that. either way there no matter how you do it it would be better than what they're doing now which is nothing i think just yeah, I think randomly tweeting out their thing. success
2: stories. i think they looked at the social media on that movie they said everyone's talking about this is this movie like blowing us away numbers wise what did it do they woke up and went 45 million that's a cool thing to put out there let's put it out i get what you're saying and- about picking and choosing success and failure but i i i don't Think it's as as serious as you're making it. I think. I think. think think If
1: I shot a hundred arrows at a target and ninety nine of them missed, and one of them hit a bullseye, and I did a thousand stories about hitting the bullseye, (laughs) wouldn't that be changing? What actually happened? Isn't that changing the story? I, I get I get your perspective. I think that we were, I think it was just
2: a number that was so large that they wanted to put it out there. It was kind of a cool thing.
1: I think they knew exactly what they were doing. I don't they think Adam exactly. Sandler
0: wants him to report the Sandy Wexler numbers. Adam Sandler, he's very,
1: they,
0: he's very happy the only number he cares
1: about is the
2: number tweeting. that he
0: got paid to do those yeah. Netflix hey, videos. $25 million per. Movie I guess.
1: I,
2: I guess we kind of do know when things aren't going well. Dare, Daredevil, right? That got canceled. Um, it's it, canceled.
1: But, but did that get canceled because Disney is taking off? all of their products and then getting it ready for their new app. I don't know.
2: Maybe. Because to me, Daredevil looked like it was doing well. Like I've got like that movie, that show. We'll never know
0: because they don't release their freaking numbers. All right, let's parlay this into the Golden Globes conversation. I sent you guys the link to the nominations. We're going to go category by category really fast and just talk about the state of the race. As you guys are opening that link, in case you need the nominations in front of you, um, do we know anything about Escape Room? It's January 4th. It's a dumping zone. Uh, there's nothing opening. There's a movie called Escape Room. Do you guys know anything about it? I haven't seen nothing? it. Nothing? looks like They're a screen. are screening in off. Chicago tonight, and I'm not planning on it. Did going. you guys no, see the box
2: office tracking for glass...
0: Yeah. No, Do you, no.
2: 70 million I saw?
1: 70 million. Do we think? That seems high to me. Uh, I think it's... Oh, I think it oh, could I get think there. Oh, it, it
2: split, Didn't Split have a
1: huge... I, I find that I'm still having to explain to people... Yeah. ...what Glass is in connection to Unbreakable and Split. I've had a lot... Really? I've been, I, been, I did a so. most anticipated of the year
2: list, and that was on there. And I've been getting a lot of tweets from people saying, I've never seen Unbreakable. I didn't know Split was tied to Unbreakable. They didn't... Because that was my... That actually was my problem with Split was that I hadn't seen Unbreakable in since the theaters. So mm-hmm. when that ending of Split hit, it didn't get me. I knew, I was like, oh, there's Bruce Willis, Unbreakable, cool. That's that's kind of cool, right? But then you go back and watch Unbreakable, then it really makes sense, the tie-in. I thought that was a weird thing to do because it had been so long, and Unbreakable wasn't necessarily like the Sixth Sense big, you know what I mean? So it wasn't like something yeah, that yeah, people yeah. were so... Because Unbreakable is my favorite Shyamalan film, after a re, uh, rewatch about a year ago, I'm like, this, is, this might be his best movie. We should do Shyamalan Blend. Um, but I, I do think that, uh, I don't know. I'm in, I mean, Glass, I'm with Jake, it's kind of hard to explain. Listen, this is. Unbreakable yeah. was 98, 99, whatever that year was. And then yeah. and now Split was 2000. Or I
1: find that most people think that Glass is just a sequel Split. to Split without realizing the Unbreakable. They're like, oh, it's Split. And now Bruce Willis is part of it. It's like, no, Bruce Willis was the beginning. And then well, because they they're not a
0: natural fit. Like, putting Bruce Willis in the Split world. It's, I don't know. It's not a. It's not a, to me. It's not a. It's not well a because Unbreakable bridge. was
1: so grounded in reality, and Split seems a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, not grounded in reality. in reality to a sense
2: where everyone dies on a train crash and one guy lives. And I mean, no, that's shot, very Yeah, very, but very true. But Unbreakable, I still think one of the best shots ever. It's actually in the in the glass trailer. Is that shot as it transitions back and forth between the chairs and the train? um you know what i'm talking about yeah and it's like this like, yeah. side oh, yeah, shot yeah. it's yeah. so cool how they did that I, i'm i'm so excited about glass like that movie yeah, yeah. is gonna it looks awesome i i wanted to know
1: and i'm sure it's cgi and, we, and can we say that all three of us are, are interviewing the cast of glass we can we say are. that sure yeah TV we are we're, we're all going to we're all going to new york do together do you think yes. someone
2: is literally in those shots in the trailer when mcavoy's is like running on all fours do you think that's somebody doing it as a stunt double, or it's fully CGI? That that shot blows my mind.
1: Like it's it's yeah, the way that whoever that it's is, scary looking man when yeah. he's like on all fours,
2: it's, it's
0: like it's like a lion. Yeah,
2: I want to know if that's a person. Like I, I want to know if like if that's fully CGI. If only
1: you were sitting in a room with James
0: McAvoy <laughs> in the
1: coming weeks. Yeah, I want to know really bad.
2: A good
0: question to ask. Yeah. All right, um, transition to Golden Globes. Uh, the Golden Globes are on Sunday. We are recording this before them. We're gonna do predictions. Uh, we're gonna go pretty quickly through the categories because. We're talking about a lot of movies that we've discussed often uh, in other segments on the show. But this is a chance for us to sort of catch up on where the race is. We'll do a recap once we have the winners next week. And then next week, um, we'll also, the three of us are heading out to the Critics' Choice, which is the broadcast from Critics' Association, which we're all members of. Uh, and we will have a prediction for that and, and then a wrap-up. And the race is starting to tighten up. Um, the, the bigger shows are now dropping uh, once you start to pick up some winners from those, you start to see if there are consistent winners, uh, frontrunners start to emerge, and then, then we'll have Oscar nominations to, to discuss soon enough. So uh, we're going to start with foreign language, best motion picture, foreign language. Uh, does anything have a, uh, any movie in this category have a chance of topping Roma or do you think Roma just takes it away?
1: I think Roma's got it because it can't be nominated for best, it can't win best picture. So this is, this is its best picture. It's the, it's the, it's it's the Argo win. Like when uh, uh, Argo won best
2: picture because Affleck didn't get nominated for best director. Like I think that even though Roma, I think is, is, and I'll be 100% honest, I haven't seen the other films in that category. Um, just to be honest, I mean, Cold War is the one I really want to watch. Jake, how many of the foreign language films have you seen? I saw Cold War, and I saw Roma. Yeah, I only saw Roma. Okay, well,
0: wait. Cold War's not even in it. It's wait, Shoplifters, really? Roma, Never Look Away, Girl, and Capernaum. How did Cold War not
2: get nominated? I thought that was like a huge film. I thought people loved that movie. I didn't see it. It was actually
0: it. a big snub. It was okay. actually a big snub by I the way, I just by assumed it was nominated. Movies.
2: Everyone talks about it. Have you seen Cold War, Sean?
0: I saw it, yeah, it, and I liked it. It's I thought it was good, but it, I okay. did, it didn't blow me away the way people are being moved so, by. Shoplifters is the one in this category that I've heard a lot of really good things about, but haven't seen so it. So
2: out of those five, I think, oh, the only one all of us have seen is Roma.
0: Yes. Okay. I, and I th- also think it's going to win. I'm with you. I think that the fact that it, oh, I'm with Jake, that the fact that it can't win Best Picture, this will be their chance to shine on it. Right. Animated feature, to me, is pretty interesting, though, because, so it's Isle of Dogs, Mirai, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Spider Man, The Spider Verse, and Incredibles 2. And I'm going to say Spider Verse because I, yeah, I just think that the momentum is swinging. It, that movie over the holiday break has got as much social media love as we were just talking about Bird Box. I mean, I just keep seeing heavy hitter filmmakers oh, coming yeah. out of it and be like, yeah. that's but, a masterpiece. You know,
1: but I feel like Hollywood Foreign Press with the animated category, they have a history of, of picking an animated film that isn't the one that everyone thinks is going. Like, I, you know, if, if it were I the, honestly, the Oscars or even yeah. critics choice, I would say, yeah, Spider-Verse with the Hollywood Foreign Press. I don't really know. I could see it. Being any of them and going, Well, that's Hollywood foreign press, they're crazy.
2: But I would argue like that Isle of Dogs, man,
0: maybe Isle of Dogs.
1: I think Spider-Man
0: actually Yeah, I think
1: I
2: could say being Island of Dogs. I think Spider-Man's mm-hmm. the underdog, if you think if you think about it. Because Incredibles, right. Pixar has like has like a reign of animated features over the years, obviously with the Oscars and things like that. Sure. Spider-Man is almost that movie that came to us. Like, here's the thing. I think initially when an animated spider man a Spider-Man movie was announced. I was like, another Spider-Man film? Like, you know, we just had Tom Holland. we You know, we've had three Spider-Mans with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. And then Spider-Verse just blew everyone away. But I don't think it was meant to be, like, in the sense of, I don't think anybody really thought it was going to be that good. I, I, I mean, they didn't yeah. send a screener to no. it, No, and that's the thing. No, and
0: I wish they did. I yeah. That's, I really wish they that's why
2: I think Spider-Verse falls into that category of what you just said, Jake, where it's not really the frontrunner. Um, but because it's so buzzed about at the moment, it feels that way. But on that list, Incredibles 2 and Ralph Breaks the Internet, Disney usually does a really good cleanup with the animated awards. Isle of Dogs, I think, would be the one they would go to if they didn't choose Spider-Man, only because it's Wes Anderson, it's very... If uh, I had to
1: put money down, I would probably put it on Isle of Dogs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I might too, because you're convincing me with Hollywood and Press going with weird animated choices.
1: I, I think we... Critics' Choice, which is Broadcast Film Critics Association, which all three of us are members of, I think we... Pick Spider Man, right? And I think Oscars pick Spider Man. Hollywood Foreign Press, Golden Globes. I I see gold going with. Um, I could say that I love dogs. See,
2: while I think Spider Verse deserves it at the Oscars, I could see them going Incredibles again because like Pixar is like is the ultimate go to. F-
1: yeah, but Pixar has lost a couple of them, and the first Incredibles already won, so I could see them going. Well, we already gave it to. Them the first time. I
2: mean, Spider Verse yeah. deserves it. We all agree on that. No it's question. so good. I mean, I, I hope it wins. I mean, That's I. That's my number two. I, I'm I with. I've never seen a reaction to a movie like this. Like people are flipping
1: out. Like I mean, like number one, number one of the year. Yeah. Like, I, but I'm I'm having a hard time convincing people that haven't seen it that they should go see yeah. it because I'm getting a lot of like really like it's a cartoon though and I'm like.
0: Mm, it's, but that's it's, not the movie's fault. No, no, like it's, not, it's not. Fault. It's not. No, yeah. but but I, to, I
1: think I, that's why it's taken a while. Like it just crossed hundred million, and it's been out for
0: a few weeks, which is like yeah.
1: not super fast for an, either an animated movie or a Spider-Man movie. But it has legs. And I think it's it, on the I flip, flip side.
0: So. Aquaman's approaching eight hundred million. Yeah, and we, yeah it
1: is. my uh, man.
0: <laughs> Kevin is hurt by that. All right, my uh, man. performance by an actor in a supporting role. Uh, I'll give you the nominees. Mahershala Ali for Green Book, Timothy Chalamet for Beautiful Boy, Adam Driver for Black K Klansman, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell for Vice. Uh, I'm going to say Mahershala.
2: I also say Mahershala. Yeah, definitely. Though okay. I will say Someone... this. Will, will it hurt the movie that the family of Mahershala's character says the film is not accurate? Oh, I didn't know they did. He, yeah, he and that's,
0: that's it. I think reportedly. that people don't know that story. I think that yeah. movie came out over that story came out over the holidays and nobody picked up on it. But you're right, that happened. That did Report,
2: happen. Reportedly and again I don't know if this is official that he had reportedly apologized to the family. Um Somebody
0: tweeted something that stuck out to me about this category. They were like, "Can you imagine watching Sam Rockwell in Vice Who's Good? He's totally he's very, you know, he's good in the movie and saying, "Oh yeah, this is much better than" Uh, Michael B Jordan and Black Panther. And I was like, no, I can't see doing well, that. Michael B Jordan <laughs> was
2: the one who deserved to be nominated and deserves to win this category. Obviously, he's not he's nominated, not even in it. Uh, which is yeah. ridiculous. And the Sam Rockwell uh, nomination in my opinion is just because, you know, he he had a hot streak with three billboards. I mean, he's he's it's it was a, it was an easy nomination to do because he had already been there at the award show and things like that. So, um I at the award shows with the Oscars, but I, I think that Michael B Jordan,
1: I'm I'm just hoping he gets into the Oscars. That's really Let me ask you something. Sam Elliott was not nominated for this category for a Star That's is Born. Crazy. If he ends up being nominated for an Oscar, is he back in frontrunner status? Cuz going into the award season, I thought Sam Elliott was one of those people that fit in that category of like we want to see Sam Elliott have an Oscar.
2: But Elliott got a SAG nom, which is which, which um which is, huge. which is huge. So I think I think the Golden Globes don't really mean anything in regards to... Wait a
0: second. Okay, so if these three are in the Best Supporting Actor category, if it's if Mahershala, Sam Elliott, and Michael B. Jordan, all three get in...
1: I don't think Michael B. Jordan gets in.
0: I know. but I'm saying, theoretically, if all three of them are in, who gets it?
2: I think Elliott wins it, but I think Jordan deserves it. Wow. I don't know. I, don't think, I have no clue Herschel will win the Oscar.
1: I, I think the and also well, he he I he feel like won. that supporting actor, that supporting actor category is one that oftentimes goes to an actor that people say, oh, he should have won by now. Yeah, yeah. At, yeah, yeah. Uh, Alan Arkin. Um, so I mean I could see I think if Sam I think Sam Elliott's biggest hurdle is going to be getting nominated. If he's right. nominated, I'd say it, I'd say yeah. it's
0: his Herschel is so good in Greenfield. He, so he is good. He is, but
1: but he just won. I know, you, I know. But people... But then again, Christoph Waltz won twice within a couple year period.
2: Sam yeah. Elliott is so brilliant in Star is Born. I've watched Star is Born I think five times now. His performance is so perfect. I mean, if yeah. you go back, that is, I mean, it's overshadowed obviously by Cooper and Gaga and... and uh, I don't... more well, okay, b- yeah, b- yeah, But yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. I mean by that is they're the leads, So you almost forget yeah. how great he is. But every single scene of his... Like the backup, the truck sequence, the, um, the sequence, the 12 notes. I mean, the 12, 12 notes, notes, 12
0: notes, the 12 notes scene, right? That's there. a reshoot. That's a
2: that was a later, that was a, that was an added really? scene. Yeah. he told me that that scene really? was not initially, and they went back and shot that. Like it was, I don't know if it was That's a awesome. reshoot, but it was, it was, it was not originally supposed to be in the film and then they went back and did it. Um, right. which is performance,
0: crazy. performance by an actress in a supporting role from motion picture. Claire Foy, first man, Regina King, if Beale street could talk. Emma Stone, the favorite; Rachel Vice, the favorite, and Amy Adams for Vice. And truthfully, I this is a pickem. I honestly don't know where to go with this one. Do you guys have a, a an idea uh, of who's if leading? I to,
1: if I had to put money down, I would say Regina King. Okay. Um, especially, and I feel like you know there was so much uproar when she didn't get a SAG nomination. Yes, it's the and I feel leg. like the Globes yeah. could look at that as like, oh, this is our opportunity to look like we got it right. 100%. Not saying okay. she doesn't deserve it because she she was good. And Beale Street, I I wasn't as, I mean, honestly, my favorite supporting performance in Beale Street was Brian Tyree Henry, Mm -hmm. but um, Regina King, uh, I I think takes it.
2: I think Regina King is brilliant in that movie, but looking at this list, oddly enough, I think Amy Adams is the strongest, actually, I think Emma Stone's the strongest performance out of the five for the favorite, I think she's brilliant. I can. I actually think she's more of a lead, to be honest, which is ridiculous. She's she's in the supporting category. I think Coleman's more supporting than she is. But um, I, if I'm if I'm predicting this, I'm going to go Regina because I, I do think. Well, one, she was a big frontrunner for a long time. When she didn't get the SAG nom, as Jake was saying, it was a big outcry. It actually was a trending topic when SAG nominations came out and her name wasn't called. There was a trending topic for Regina King. About her not being nominated, which then goes mm-hmm. back to the Ben Affleck effect, where you give it, you not, not that she doesn't deserve it, like Jake said, but I think you give it to her because of that.
0: I'm gonna say that um, Amy Adams gets this. And I think it's the be Globes the first do surprise. love Amy Adams. Yeah, I think it'll be the first big surprise. Like she'll get it, and then people will start to say, oh, is Vice in play? And I don't know if Vice is in play. I'm not 100% sure. I
1: could see Vice going home empty handed.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the greatest thing about this season in particular, and we said it a number of times. Like, there's no one movie that seems to be dominating, and some of these films have a chance. You know, we
2: sometimes do that thing on our show about films that kind of fall off the Oscar trail. Vice is not, I don't... No one's talking about Vice.
1: I mean, it, but it yeah. keeps getting nominated.
2: I, well, yeah. because it's an act. Like it's, it's, you say, no
1: one's talking. It's a perfect, I, don't, I don't know if you heard, but it ended up on Jake Hamilton's top ten list. I saw year. that. I didn't. Lo- Did it really? I didn't love Vice,
2: though. I'm. Well, it doesn't love. Me, I liked though. Vice. <laughs> I think the performances are better than the movie. I really do. I, I think the problem with Vice is Adam McKay. And I think that
0: Adam Ooh, McKay. That's interesting.
2: And I, and, I, and and listen, I th- I think Vice is a solid movie.
0: It's one interview we won't get for this podcast. <laughs> well, no,
3: listen.
2: I like Adam McKay. I like his work on Anchorman. Man. I didn't love The Big Short. Um, but I do think that, in my opinion, rewatching Vice, the director is obviously the star, in my opinion. Every mm. editing choice, that thing fades to black so many times. Uh, when I mean, that, like, it just feels like it's ending. So many times, there's that I won't give into, I'll go go into detail about a specific sequence, which I do like, but it's very distracting from the movie. Um, I just find that McKay's direction and editing completely took me out of what these actors were doing brilliantly. I mean, when you're sitting in a scene with Amy Adams and Christian Bale, it's five out of five, brilliant. But when that editing starts kicking in, when that voiceover starts kicking in, the narration, which is fine from Jesse Plemons, I just felt that the directing in my opinion, hurt the film.
0: Well, let's see what you say about uh, Best Actor for, because it's Christian Bale. In comedy? Uh, musical or comedy. We have Christian Bale for Vice, Lin-Manuel Miranda for Mary Poppins Returns, Viggo Mortensen for Green Book, Robert Redford for Old Man and the Gun, and John C. Riley for Stan and Ollie.
1: I think it goes to Vigo. Bale, no question, right? I think it goes to Vigo. You're going
0: Vigo? I think Bale...
1: Ha- I, I I, think Hollywood Foreign Press loves Green Book.
0: Oh. Yeah, I kind of feel that too. I'm going... I kind of feel that I'm too. I'm going
1: Bale. There's no
2: way they don't okay. give it to Bale. I, I, how could you not give it to Christian Bale? He's incredible in that film. Like, Bale
1: is okay. a five out of five. I'm, I'm not saying that... Vigo deserves it over Bale. I just think that they give it to Why? over Bale. But Bale – Because I think, I think they're high on Green Book right but now. But
2: you and I have had discussions over the, in the podcast recently. Oh, of, dude, I'm, I'm,
1: not, I'm not talking about who deserves. No, no, no. Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm not on the deserve thing. I'm talking about we have all sat down and discussed who's a win best actor at the Oscars this year, Cooper or Bale. And every, every both of you guys said Bale, and I, said, yeah, I, I, I said Cooper. So now you're saying Bale can't even win in a category well, without Cooper?
1: I, feel, I I'm, I'm with yeah. you in the sense that I feel like Vice has cooled down, and and reviews. If if you know not you know we have our own thoughts about Rotten Tomatoes, but it's like in the sixty percent. Like the people that love it, obviously super love it, but there are a lot of people that didn't like Vice. I like. I, I don't know. I really I, I, I think I think Vice goes home empty handed at the Golden Globes. <laughs>
0: Uh, All right, well, this is the problem with the Globes is that there's a split. There's a musical comedy category and there's a dramatic category. So let's do actor drama fast. So
2: for the record, you both say Vigo actor for comedy musical. I do. I, I'm going bail. And what's funny is I'm like.
0: No, I'm going to say bail too. I'm going to say bail too. I am also gonna say Bale. Yeah. Suckers. I think it would be a surprise if Vigo wins. I, I love Vigo in
2: that movie. I think Vigo oh, so good. Yeah, it's an amazing performance. I just think how could you overlook
1: they both gain weight. Actually, they both transformed. Oddly you're, enough. You're looking for a logic with an organization that nominated that the has, tourist. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So so literally John C. Riley will win for standing on. <laughs> <laughs> uh so okay, so actor, motion picture, drama is Cooper. Uh, stars born, Willem Dafoe at Eternity's Gate, Lucas Hedges, Boy Erased, Rami Malek, Bohemian Rhapsody, and John David Washington, Black K Klansman. Do we think it's just Bradley Cooper?
1: I think it's 100. percent.
0: Uh, the only thing that would surprise me is if Rami Malek, uh,
1: Rami upset I, Yeah, him. I could it, if, if there's Rami going to be a an upset or not. If yeah, if it's if, which don't get me started on that. If if there is someone that if it's not Cooper, it's going to be wrong. Let me tell you something. Right.
2: I was watching stars born the other day again and then I went to an interview <laughs> to watch with Bradley Cooper at a, at a Hollywood reporter roundtable
0: Ooh, is it mine oh
2: and, and, and yours. <laughs> no. that how how is it the same guy it it, it is.
1: Bradley Cooper is not on screen.
0: I don't understand why you say I this all the time. It looks just like Bradley it Cooper. It looks nothing like, like, like you, him. You,
1: you say that about Christian Bale, and I go, okay, it I, get sounds, okay. I'm not, I, knocking, I get it. I I'm not knocking Cooper's performance. I cannot. But that's Cooper on the
2: screen, He doesn't
0: dude, but, disappear into it.
1: Because he has a beard? I'm telling you
2: right now, I have said this every time I watch it. Where? He just has a beard. No, 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 no. It's more than that. It's Jake the, has a beard? The, I know it's Jake. It's the way he carries himself. <laughs> It's the way he talks, the way he looks. I, I cannot believe you guys still see Bradley Cooper. I actually can't find him. It actually makes me worried. Wow. I don't know I, where I, he
0: is. Like it's that he's there. Good. No, no, I, don't, no, no. I don't.
1: I don't. I'm
2: sorry.
0: It's and in, and is my number good, one of the year. Man.
1: I don't. I don't get the whole. I don't see Christian Bale thing.
0: All right, place don't. your bet. Place your bets right now. Rami or Bradley Cooper. Cooper. I say. I say Rami. Cooper. You say Rami. I say, I Romeo. say, Cooper.
1: I say Cooper. let me
2: ask you this. I say, let me ask you this right now. So we're okay. So Cooper for Jake and I, Rami for Sean. I want you yes. guys to answer this right now. Best actor at the Oscars. Who wins? Ro- I say Cooper.
0: I Cooper. Okay. All right. But, but the conversation after the Globes will be, Ooh, is Bradley Cooper infallible in actor? Uh, could someone else come up and get a chance? And the globes will feel that for a little bit. Okay. Uh, we're going to do. Uh, perfor- no, we got to do supporting actress. Wait, did we do supporting actress? We did. Okay. Actress in a motion picture musical comedy. And then we'll do drama. Uh, Emily Blunt, Mary Poppins Returns. Olivia Coleman, The Favorite. Elsie Fisher, Eighth Grade. Charlize Theron for Tully. Constance Wu for Crazy Rich Asians. Fascinating category. No real frontrunner, in my opinion, right I here. Think Blunt. Oh. Emily Blunt for Mary Poppins no. Returns.
2: I- Interesting. I think Coleman wins, but Elsie deserves it.
0: So we rewatched Eighth Grade. Oh, I rewatched it because Michelle was watching it for the first time. That girl is incredible. I and wish the
1: the actor that were that played her father were yeah. getting a supporting actor love. He's so yeah, good.
0: he's fantastic. And I just I just had his name because I just looked it up the other day. The, he's fantastic. The, the fireside sequence a few scenes. is unreal. Yeah. Oh my God, dude.
2: Elsie, I mean, that- deserves to win that award, and I don't know if it's gonna happen,
1: but she's amazing, and I think I, th- I don't know. Wait, Sean, no. what do you think? <sighs> I think blunt, dude. Oh, I don't think Emily Blunt I, wins. I think, but but, I, but I'm I'm playing the Hollywood Forum Press. That's 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 how I I think the Hollywood s- Forum Press would vote for Blunt. See, I think so I, who I think
0: they it's Olivia for. Coleman. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna say Coleman. I'll say Coleman for the favorite. But I would love to see Blunt get it because, as you guys know, I love that movie. Uh, let's do. Meh. Nah, I do like. I do
2: like how. How different we are on this! I, I'm sorry. Now, now it, to me, this makes the show more enjoyable to watch because we're all we're all on different wavelengths Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Gabe, I hope you're writing these down, by the way. Uh, well, I guess we'll have the podcast to listen to uh, actors in a motion picture drama: Glenn Close, The Wife; Lady Gaga, Stars Born; Nicole Kidman, Destroyer. Melissa McCarthy, can you ever forget... Nicole Kidman a Destroyer made like $100 over the weekend. <laughs> I feel so bad for these movies that feel like they are awards contenders and then they go out into theaters and they just die. They die. And she's very good in it. And the movie's not fantastic, but she's she's very good in it. Uh, okay, Glenn Close, The Wife, Lady Gaga stars born, Kidman, Destroyer, Melissa McCarthy, Can You Ever Forgive Me? And Rosamund Pike for A Private War. I'm saying Gaga, Gaga. I think Gaga. Okay, yeah. uh, Sean.
2: By the way, I, you, I I mentioned you the other day. I was I was doing some some TV thing or whatever, and I was I was uh, someone had brought up Gaga's performance and how it's not it, it it's just her, and I was like, and, and I referenced the discussion you and I had on the show about the stage shot, the stage that, her first that shot is on stage. the perfect explanation as to why she should win the award.
0: Thank you, yeah, thank you. So. I love that. Uh, this is a very interesting category, best director. Bradley Cooper, Starsborn, Born, Alfonso Cuaron, Roma, Peter Farrelly, Green Book, Spike Lee, Black Klansman, Adam McKay, Adam McKay for Vice. Cuaron.
1: I also think Cuaron.
0: Ooh. Yeah, I probably think Cuaron also. Yeah. The only thing that hurts Cuaron is that he won for Gravity, which was his last movie. Yeah, but but I mean, how much is that really going to count against him?
1: I I feel like it's been a it's few been a long years. time. It's been like okay, yeah, it what was at 2014.
0: So, and did
1: uh, in your went back to back for Birdman and the Revenant? I think so, yes,
0: yeah, he did. Um, which is amazing because then I think if you go back over the last 10 years, it's the, that Mexican trio because it's Shape of Water, uh, Alfonso for Gravity, Revenant, um, Birdman, uh, and they've, they've won <laughs> so many best director, uh, Oscars. Then who else is mixed in? Damien's mixed in there for La La Land. Um, wow, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been really impressive. So, okay, so if Alfonso wins director, is the conversation after that now he's frontrunner for Oscar?
2: Yes. I, I actually do think the Oscars are going to, when we get to the Academy Award discussions, I think we're going to have a lot of splits. I think we're going to go, like, you know, certain films, I think Quran will take director, but Stars takes picture. There's like a lot, okay. I, I think there's a lot of different ways this is going to go, but I think Quran yeah. wins director through, throughout the whole
1: I think, I, yeah, I think you're right. And then they give him best foreign film, And cinematography, and that's, and that's them winning.
0: Hmm. Okay,
1: and that and that's that's they're that way they're able to award both Roma right and Star is a Born, Star is Born yep. without right. giving Netflix a best picture win.
0: Do you know the only Oscar I want Star is Born to win is Cooper for director though. I would love to see him get director. I,
1: honestly, I'm okay with it, but
0: I, I and I love Roma.
1: If but. if he if, if Oscars end. And he's walking out of Kodak Theater, Dolby Theater, Dolby Theater now. Dolby with an Oscar in his hand for acting and his Oscar in his hand for Best Picture. is he, is he a producer? Would he get Best Picture? Yes. Oh, I or would imagine. Yeah. Sure. Would uh, imagine. But he's lost director. Is he upset yeah. or is he happy?
2: He's good. Oh, he's
3: good. Yeah, I don't. I, sure. I don't
2: even think he wants. <laughs> yeah, he's good. I, I. I would even argue that he probably doesn't really want to win Best Director. I. i this. You don't think? No, I, I think that he. I think he. I think he realizes think that his film is amazing. And I think that picture and actor are perfect yeah. awards for it. Uh, I, I think he wants like Koran to win. I th- I th-
0: Has he won actor before? Has He's he been nominated No, he's never won. He's been nominated three nominated times, right? S- silver Linings. And- Sniper and Hustle. American, Americans, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Hustle, yeah, right, Jake? Right, right. Was he nominated for Hustle? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. All right, uh, motion picture, musical comedy. Crazy Rich Asians, The Favorite, Green Book, Mary Poppins Returns, and Vice. Favorite. Ah uh,
2: I think
1: Green book
0: I think Green book. I think favorite I think Green book there too. All right interesting. uh motion picture drama, Black Klansman Bohemian Rhapsody. you if, said it. You said it right. Uh, I'll start saying it right now. uh if Beale Street could talk, Star is born and Black Panther.
2: Stars born. I think uh, Star
0: is born Star is born. Yeah, I'll go with Star Wars Born as well, too. I think that's probably...
2: Right. I I, right. I do have a sneaking suspicion, though, about Panther getting in there. You're not the
1: only one. I, I've talked to, or I've seen uh, many people on social media. I feel like Black Panther, in the same way that around this time last year, we all start thinking that maybe Get Out could win. I feel like it's it's the, in, that, in that vein in that there's sort of this... I feel like sometimes we confuse what we want to happen with what we think will happen. And we start defying what logically probably will. And I just well, don't think this, logically Black Panther is going to win.
0: I'll say this also. I said at the end of last year that it was starting to feel like Black Panther was getting the momentum and right. could, could win Best Picture. But if it doesn't take some of these early ones, a Globe or Critics' Choice or something, um, it, it's getting harder and harder for it to make that case. Um, and that the nomination this year may be the win for see,
1: it. I think. And I, can it win Best Picture if it? Let's say Ryan Coogler doesn't get nominated for Best Director, and Michael B. Jordan doesn't get nominated for Supporting Actor. Uh, can a movie win Best Picture without getting a director or an acting nomination? See, I
2: think. I think Panther getting a SAG Ensemble nomination keeps it in the running. I think that's a that's right. a big. See, I'm I, listen. And I, I, we're not ready to talk about Oscars yet, but I am. I'm feeling in my gut right now that picture goes to Panther. Then you go, then you go Cooper actor, Gaga actress. Then you go, well, you guys are all texting about something and I'm not I'm, I'm not even on it. All right. Uh, no, because
0: before the show started, we had these segments and I said to Gabe, I was like, no, we'll get through these really quickly. And he just texted
2: me. He was like... Why, why aren't I on this chat that you guys uh, are I'm, on? I'm actually texting about no joke, the Astros. Uh, all right. Well, uh, in reality, I could see this happening. I could see... Panther picture, Cooper, Gaga, actor, actress, supporting actors. we we'll, we can get to that later. Director, Quran, Quran, cinematography, Quran. I can see that. And, and you, you, and you spread the love.
0: All right, so the Golden Globes are Sunday. We will uh, obviously talk about the winners and where that shapes the race in next week's episode. We wanted to get to, since this is the very first episode of 2019, uh, we went ahead and picked our most anticipated films of 2019, and we will have some others to mention as well. But these are the films that if, you know, someone popped up and said you were only able to see one film this entire year, uh, what's the one film you would sacrifice every other movie going experience for 2019, just to be able to make sure that you saw this one film, uh, Kevin, you get to go first. And I think we all know, and now you cheated. You put yours on social Sorry, media. Sorry, Yeah. But I, I, knew f- it, even, even yeah. I knew it. Even, even when we teased too, last yes. week, I knew it. Was Once, it was, Once it, upon a time in Hollywood.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's no question. Okay. I mean, I, I would never miss a Quentin Tarantino movie. Um, right. You know, um, I, yeah. I mean, there's no question. I mean, that's going to be, I mean, we're talking helter <laughs> skelter time period we're talking charles manson we're talking brad pitt dicaprio uh margarabia sharon tate um i just love the the Sergio leone type of title um uh, you know i'm just i i think this is gonna be big man i'm like so i haven't seen anything for it except for photos um i think quentin's with a new studio he's with sony now i, I i'm just so interested to see how this is gonna how this is going to play out,
0: but I mean, how many movies does he have left? Realistically, <laughs>
1: depends on how you count. Kill
0: Bill, Sean. Well, <laughs> this is
2: nine. Let's right, Jake? say it's
0: one movie.
1: This is
2: nine. Yeah, this is nine. So he said yeah.
1: he's retiring after
0: ten, is what he said. Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, but it, it, it's hard to say that because I want to see the ending of Endgame so bad. But if I had one film to watch, it'd be that one.
0: All right, Jake. What is your pick?
1: Uh I chose Star Wars Episode Nine. Oh, um, good. also too because I also want to see the end of Endgame so it wasn't an easy decision. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean episode 9 is the end of a saga that I've been following since I was a kid. And so I mean we we're, we're not you know it's not just the end of a trilogy it's the end of a trilogy of trilogies. Uh so I mean I I have to know I you know it's you, we often joke about like what's the, if you knew you were going to die what's the movie that you would want to live long enough to be able to see yeah. and I feel like knowing how the Star Wars saga ends would wow. make me go Okay, I'm good.
0: See, I, can you imagine the weight on JJ's shoulders? <laughs> you know, first, I, I this guy had to bring it. Him.
2: I fully believe He has that. to undo first everything. To Ryan bring it Johnson back. did. Oh come Wait, on. Here, here's the thing, though. What? Why is Gabe doing this? Oh.
0: Because he doesn't have to. He's the, there's still some plenty of here, fascinating. Places here's the thing.
2: Know. Star Wars Episode Nine would be that movie for me, but I did not like Jedi and I am just yeah. oh, I'm, I'm, I I'm over it I crazy about Jedi either, but I still but I, I still gotta know but
0: Gabe says the reason he gave you that motion is because Ryan Johnson is a genius
2: I dude. I love Ryan Johnson I think Brick yeah. and, and Looper are brilliant films but Jedi was not a good movie man it
0: wasn't a good movie it wasn't I'm with Kevin on that but you're excited for 9 you have, are you excited for JJ and what he's going to do in I 9 I can't wait
2: for what JJ does with 9 I'm just yeah. what bothers me about 8 is that it threw everything out the window that I cared about in 7 so I don't know what the heck he's going to do also you know, with Carrie Fisher not being a part of it uh, I know they're going to bring in um, uh, footage uh, that they had left over I guess from 7 I think Um, I just, but her, her
1: son just came out and said that her, her role is going to be exactly what it was always meant to be. Really?
0: Oh, really? How are they? That's interesting.
1: I mean, you don't know if that's a Netflix kind of press release where they're just saying it, but, um, you know, who knows? I just like, I I I hope that nine makes me like eight better. Yeah. I I, I hope that there are things done in nine that make me go, Oh, I see why they did that in eight now. But I just,
2: I, I think seven is so good. I love seven. I think force awakens is brilliant. Um, that Jedi just really, really turned me off, um, of this saga, this particular three thing. Um, but when JJ was announced taking over Colin Trevorrow's, uh, directing role for nine, I got more excited for sure, but eight left such a bad taste. Can any of us sit here right now, honestly, and say when eight
1: ended, you were wondering what's going to happen next? like was there any I was when 8 I was at the I was at the world premiere of 8 in uh, in LA and I brought one of my best friends Tyler and I remember when it ended we both looked at each other and I I remember sort of saying like what did you think and he was like yeah like I I liked it and I was like yeah I I I liked it too because like we were but we both knew deep in our hearts that we were disappointed. But neither of us, in that moment at the world premiere, yeah. having just talked to Mark Hamill, wanted True. to admit that we were disappointed. Especially because yeah. everyone around us was like, "It was the best movie ever." But both, both of us were like, "It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was." Jake
0: great. and I've I've said on this podcast, I appreciated it more on a second watch. But, like it, it, See, and it, it, I, it I, la- I liked movie. it less on a second. Jake, let me ask you this yeah.
2: question: At when eight when eight ended, what questions do you now have for nine? What hasn't been answered? I, Snoke I, is dead. Uh, we don't. We know that raised parents aren't are nobodies. Apparently,
1: I think for me, it's the biggest question I have is uh, how are they going to resolve Kylo Ren? Are they going to essentially copy themselves yeah. and give him a redeeming arc, a la Darth Vader? Or are they going to just have him go straight bad guy and he's a bad guy to the end and he's unredeemable? But I mean, is
2: that enough? And here's the thing. Like, Jake is a diehard Star Wars fan, so uh, much more than I am, I love Star Wars, but I'm not diehard like Jake is. Um, But, and I'm only asking these questions because I'm trying to figure out where you're coming from as as a fan, because I completely understand why it's your number one pick. My thing is, though, what, like, as we sit here right now, what do you, what is eight gonna, I'm sorry, what is nine gonna answer? Like Harris, uh, but
0: wait, hold on. Uh, but I'll say that this is what's kind of exciting. If eight just left three dangling plot threads that nine just had to close, like I kind of like the fact that nine has an open page to do whatever it wants. Yes,
1: yeah, we don't we don't know what nine's going to be about. Like after Force Awakens, we were all of ex- all kind of excited because we thought, okay, this is where it has to go. Right after Last Jedi, to Sean's point. JJ can kinda do whatever he wants. And and you know, I don't know how involved he was with the Lost ending, but I i thought Lost absolutely stuck the ending. Um I loved how he wrapped up um Mission Possible Three. I yeah. loved how he wrapped up uh, uh Super 8. So I i think he I think he has a Here's history, the in thing. my opinion, in, in, this, the
0: in this new trilogy, I don't care much about the rebellion versus the first no. order. That to me seems just repetitive of the original right. you know trilogy light side versus dark side. So I, I think there's, and Jake said this with the, the redemption of Kylo Ren, there's more character stuff that I care about in these in this new trilogy of films that the Ray kylo Ren stuff is more interesting to me. I am really fascinated to see what they do with Leia um, and how they bring that to closure. Yeah. I'm sure if Carrie Fisher were more alive, if, if, Carrie Fisher, if Carrie Fisher were alive, you can't be more alive, um, I would feel more confident about them being yeah. able to write whatever they wanted to do and be able to do it with her um and I think having to use footage that's available limits them Agreed. to a certain extent. And, and, so, and, I don't know. And
2: obviously, we'll see. you know, like to me and this might might sound weird. I, I want Han Solo in my Star Wars movies.
1: And I know he's dead. Mm. There is a rumor that there could Just be not a in flashback. Solo. <laughs> that, do you think that do you think that he would come back and do a flashback that potentially uh, puts no. him, Leia and Mark in a scene together?
0: yes i could see I that happening
1: that. but th- that would mean w- that would mean carrie would have had to shoot it or they just take whatever scene that she's shot and write the write it in the context That's of you know interesting. whatever she's saying and they write mark and harrison's responses to what it is that she's saying but see i think that'd be weird knowing that she's well, not
0: if they could pull but if they could pull that off that'd be amazing. amazing
1: because that was always like that was going into uh, force awakens we all, as fans, thought that we might see a scene that brought back Leia, Han, and Luke all in one shot. Right. And I feel like that's the oh. big thing we haven't yeah, gotten. Yeah. And that's even if it great. has to be fabricated, I, I think it would be awesome. See, I, I don't know. I would take th- that. Like, like, here's the thing
2: Force Awakens, I, I think one of the greatest scenes in Star Wars ever is Han's death. Um, I think that sequence is so brilliant. And I think that the way JJ shot that, the emotional element of those two coming together, the the uh, the vulnerability of Han in that moment. I mean, you don't really ever see Han that vulnerable. You know what I mean?
1: Like it was... But uh, wouldn't it break your heart to see him back a lot? Like, like in A Star is Born, when you see Bradley Cooper at, and, at the end, yes. when she's singing that song. Yeah. After knowing what happens to him, yeah. I think you take that and you make it Han Solo, knowing that yeah. he's dead. And you see him, oh, you see all three of them, <laughs> maybe holding baby Ben. Yeah. Like, oh my God, how heartbreaking. Yeah, no, it'd be
2: heartbreaking. But I, I, I guess my, when it comes down to it, I just want to know what we have left to learn, and like, I think okay. wh- I think the Snoke death was a mistake. I, and, and I think that, oddly enough, that's one of, my, one of the best scenes in Star Wars is that fight sequence in, in that in that room. The way that's shot, the colors, everything like that. I mean, that's a brilliant sequence. But so that's good. but everything Johnson did in Jedi, literally, like Snoke was supposed to be a big deal. Rey's parents was supposed to be a big deal.
1: I still think Ray's parents could be. I, I agree.
2: I, I, I think they will be too. I do think too. so too. I think that maybe he was just telling her that. But still, yeah. I just, I don't know, Nine just feels like, I just don't know what I want out of that movie. I don't really know. That what, first yeah. trailer is going to rock. Sean, do that you, first, is, that, to, is that something? Yeah, the first trailer has to land.
0: That first trailer, it's going to rock. It's not even it's in my top incredible.
1: five most anticipated. It's in my top ten. If you could only see five movies next, this year, Star Wars would not be, I don't buy it. I'll that. tell you the five right now. Tell the me. Lion King.
3: I can tell you what happens in Lion King. I can tell you what happens. Star
2: Wars is uh, number six. Um, Lion King. Oh my god! Us. Please, please don't tell me Captain Marvel. No, no, no. no. It's Lion King. Us. Glass. Endgame. And uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
0: Dude, take out Lion King, man. Take out Lion King. I'm gonna give you. I'll give you my my pick.
1: I know what it is. What? The end of games.
0: No, it's not. I I decided not to pick what? Endgame because everyone's going to pick Endgame. We all. But feel But none that of us
1: way. picked Endgame.
0: I know, but that because we all feel that way. Do, do, and in fact, when I, when I picked my pick, it it was such a it was such an easy one for me. Um, it's it, it chapter two. Ooh, That's a good one, man. Good. I'm pick. excited about that
1: good pick. That would probably be my top five. I'm more excited
2: about that because than Star
0: Wars. the first it was so good. They nailed the kids. Um, they, they found the perfect kids, you know, to play those iconic characters. Listen, that, it's my favorite Stephen King book. Um, and I was skeptical about breaking it in half. Like I, because the stories are supposed to intertwine and you're supposed to keep, you know, going back and forth between young and, and old. But when they decided to just do it this way, I was like, all right, well, I want to see how this plays. Um, and then when they started listing the cast for the older cast and you have James McAvoy. And Jessica Chastain. They got Bill Hader to play Richie Tozier. It's just, it's such a good cast. And um, yeah, I really believe in what they set up for the first one. I'm really, really interested to see how it ends. Um, so yeah, well, I mean, we'll get there. Uh, and I've we'll been
1: told there. actually, and I think this could be actually kind of interesting, maybe just for us because we're interviewers, that Bill Skarsgård is going to be more out there promoting this film because they okay. kind of wanted to keep him a little hidden yeah, they did uh, yeah. before It Chapter 1 came out because if we hadn't really gotten a ton of great looks at Pennywise and right. now that we're out there and, and we know what he looks like and we know that it's Bill Skarsgård I think he's going to be and I think he is going to have a ton of really interesting things to say about what he brought to that character Part, I, I was, just, I I was so. just
2: thinking back just a second ago to Star Wars, what we were saying I feel like if a psychologist watched what I just said about Star Wars I think they would say that I'm it's like almost like reverse psychology that I'm downplaying it for myself so it so I hope it's great you know what I mean like and, and like I think that with Abrams return- the Lion King though ah. the Lion King over Star Wars only because I didn't like Jedi and I and nothing in episode 9 in regards to questions I had in 8 and 7 are, are are intriguing me. Listen, it's a Star Wars movie. Of course, I want to see it. And J.J. returning makes it makes it a new hope for me. I mean, literally, literally. Ah, literally. Bu- 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 yeah. But no, I, I, but but my I'm, my point is, I don't think any of us right here, right now, can can genuinely come up with a, a really genuinely good story question we have going into nine. What good story question do you have about the Lion King?
0: Sto- Gabe has right, one. What's your question, Gabe? Gabe, Gabe, Gabe has yeah, one. Yeah, I mean,
2: I, I mean, Lion King. I just think I'm just intrigued by. It. I think Favreau did a brilliant job with Jungle Book. Um, I'm not saying I mean, it's hard. It's hard to choose this, but I just I have a hard. I had a hard well, time with Jedi. I'm sorry. Go to that, Kevin's that Twitter me,
0: feed. That, that go to Kevin's Twitter feed for his uh, most he's anticipated. He's listed the ten top ones uh, on there. It's crap. Uh, us. Uh, Lion King. So obviously we all mentioned Avengers Endgame. Uh, clearly that's a huge one for all of us. And we've discussed on other podcasts how we um, think that the strength of Infinity War might make uh, Endgame tougher to, to actually stick the Sean, you one. would I,
2: watch It Chapter 2 over Endgame.
0: I mean, for the benefit of this game... You have one choice. Endgame is... Endgame is such an easy choice. No, you have one
2: choice. You your decision here is the movie you only one film you'd watch in 2019. That's the decision you're making here. You're saying I would choose Star Wars over Endgame. Uh,
0: I would. Choose, no, that all right. Then I I'd put Endgame over It Chapter Two. I would go I would
2: Endgame, Endgame over, over everything else except for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
0: Okay, like, I would but do Star Wars put, and then Endgame. I put Pet Cemetery on there too because I really want to see yeah. How they do that. Yeah, but,
2: but the question put, is the one film you want to see in 2019. That's the
0: question. Okay. All right. It's endgame. All right. Fair enough. It's endgame. But I really do want to see it, Chapter I know you Two. Do, I think that's going to be I love Steven. All right. Fine. It's endgame. Really, could you imagine Bruce not being able to see
2: Endgame? Like, what if, this, no! what if this was like a legally binding contract and we can only watch one film in 2019? That's right. it.
1: And then I'd go see Star Wars and say, it's amazing, suckers. It. But I'm or not going to tell you what happens because you don't have any questions. And you wouldn't know what happens Disney in Rebs, Endgame. Could
0: you imagine not knowing what, happened, but I would say, know what
1: happens in The Lion King? That's true. That's true.
0: <laughs> that's very true. Uh, we have to transition to something very special that we did. Um, a For episode number 50, we played the blend game. Uh, we're, we're about to play the blend game. For everybody to listen. Actually, it was pre-recorded. And we have a very special guest, which you can listen to right now. Guys, we are very excited to play the first Blend Game of 2019. Obviously, this is our 50th episode. We've been talking about that for the entire show. But we wanted to do something extremely special. And some of you caught on to that fact when, at the end of the 49th episode, we said we were going to play... Hashtag Gosling Blend. And for people who like to follow the show on social media, on Twitter, um, one of our favorite people uh, in the world has been asking to play Hashtag Gosling Blend almost from the start. Uh, so we worked schedules, but I didn't want to say anything because I wasn't sure if it was going to happen because it's busy enough to get the three of us together, let alone try and work somebody else into it. But we are thrilled, thrilled, to invite Kalina to the show to play Hashtag Gosling Blend. Hello, Kalina. How are you? Hey, guys. Good. Thank you so much for having me. Now, you've been on the show sort of before. You did an introduction for us.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I was mocking you guys on Twitter and Gabe put it in the show. Oh, that's thought, right. <laughs> I thought that
0: was like a loving tribute. I viewed that more as like a loving tribute.
3: It was. It was. It was, it was a loving yeah. tribute.
0: She was mocking you It was a loving tribute to the rest of us.
3: I mean, uh, I, I put all of your faces on my face. So it was it was really all of you. It was <laughs> not singling out Sean.
0: We okay, so we're gonna dive into the blend game, but we never get Kalina. Um this first time we've had Kalina on the show, so we wanna learn a little bit more about Kalina. So who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> No, no um, Ryan Gosling
3: is the only God I serve. and That's all you need to know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How did you find out about the show?
3: Through Jake. Uh, so kind of like I said in my review, uh, I'm from Houston. So uh, I had just been looking up interviews online because that was always my favorite way to kind of learn behind the scenes things about movies. Was just watching interviews and kind of hearing what the directors or the actors had to say about it. And um, Jake's channel kept coming up over and over, and he was asking exactly the kind of questions that I was looking for answers to, and so I followed his channel. Um, that led to me following him on Twitter, where he was always talking about his best friend Kevin. So i <laughs> followed them both since about 2011, and then as soon as Jake started tweeting about the show, I've been listening from day one, and that's how I found you.
0: Back that's when awesome. we were awards blend. Yeah. yeah. Back in the yes, the day. Yes. Um, tell me why Kill Bill is one film. <laughs> No, I'm um, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just wanted Gabe's head to explode. I don't want
3: to get hostile here. This is a family friendly show. It's one film. Thank you, Gabe. I sent him a mic test of just me saying Kill Bill is one film just to annoy Sean.
2: Sean, you do realize (laughs) that Quentin Tarantino thinks it's one movie. I
3: I sent him a link to an article of Quentin saying that it's one movie and that did not win him over. Like, Sean, it's it's, it's not even an opinion. If Quentin
1: Tarantino came up to you at the Critics' Choice Award and said, I think Kill Bill is one film. Would you look him in the eyes and say you're wrong, Quentin? He
3: would because he's a monster.
0: I'm not saying that I would say he's wrong, but I would say this is why that's an incorrect opinion.
2: But Sean, so for it's example. a Sean, why not? Why not? Let me ask you a question. Sean, how many children okay. do you have? Two. Okay. Uh, yes. If someone. Because, if, someone the, the, was the if someone on the outside. Start
0: of a birth and an end of a birth. Right. If someone. <laughs> and then later. On in a separate year, there was a start of another birth and the end of another birth, and I ended up with two separate children. But
2: Sean, I could sit here and say right now that I think you have three kids. Now that's actually factually incorrect, but I yes. but the factual information from Quentin Tarantino is that he yes. made one movie and Kill Bill is his baby. So yes. if he says it's one movie, how could you tell Quentin Tarantino he's wrong?
0: Let's get to the game. Exactly. How about we play <laughs> yeah, <I rest> my <laughs> hashtag case. Gosling bun. So uh, for people who might not have been, although I've been hearing from a lot of people and people have said in reviews that the blend game is one of their favorite parts about the show. It's interactive. Mm-hmm. People learn about movies that they weren't familiar with before. Um, we've been picking some you know, familiar people. We went deep with directors back when we were doing what we thought was the best choice. Then we switched over and we're doing favorite. Um, so this is favorite. So this allows us to gush about uh, films... And actors and performances and people working on films that uh, we really love. And so it would only be appropriate uh, for our guest to kick us off uh, with this very special edition of Hashtag Hashtag Gosling Blend. And so, Kalina, I've been told by Gabe that you get to go first.
3: Do you guys get to guess?
0: Oh yes. Ooh, yes! We haven't
3: guessed in a while. Yeah, uh, and it's hard because
0: she has so many posters. Behind Ooh, I know, her. I, think I know. I think people I know. People aren't well. People aren't playing. Uh, they're not watching on the Facebook well, me, because we've killed I that. I guess La La Land has posters behind her. Yes, I'm going to guess La La Land. I guess all. Can
2: I make, uh, ask a question, Gabe? Uh, has Kalina chosen any of the ones that Jake, Sean, and that's I, a, I have chosen for Guys and Blend?
0: That's a very good question. Yes. yes. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, oh. oh, wow. Because that's interesting. Because because I actually do not think either of you chose Lala. La oh, oh, I think Sean went with Lala Lamb. But I, I,
2: I'm. I mean, my. I don't want to tell what I think Kalina's pick is because it's it's my pick. So I'm going to wait. <laughs> but but wait, are we going to guess yours too? But, but for fast forwarding purposes later in the show, I think I know Kevin's. My pick is what I think Kalina's would be. But let's let's see what she says.
3: Okay. Uh, say Escaped. So <laughs> oh, I can't look. Oh, we already have Kevin on the show.
1: I can't take uh, no, two
0: people
3: doing. I like after much internal debate I went with Drive. So
0: Fantastic. Tell us why.
3: So I felt silly because this was my own suggestion and I didn't realize how difficult it would be. And um, amongst my friends, my co-workers, because I do work at a movie theater, I feel like I'm constantly defending Gosling as an actor because he falls to what I call pretty boy syndrome. Where because of his looks, I think a lot of people don't credit for how immensely talented he truly is. So the two that um, I was really debating between were Drive and Blue Valentine, which are two extraordinary films. And I watched both of them in preparation for this. The reason I opted out of Blue Valentine is because I think part of the reason his performance is so strong is because he has Michelle Williams to bounce off of, who is also incredible in this movie. For people who may not know, um, Derek Seifrance is really kind of a method director, if I'm not mistaken. I think Ryan and Michelle actually lived in a house together for a couple of weeks leading up to it um, to kind of make it authentic. So it's really incredible performances, but it's incredible because they have each other. In Drive, it's such a reserved performance. It's so intense. And for the most part, Ryan is acting to the camera. You know, a lot of the times there is someone else on screen, but it's close-ups of him. And I think back to A Star is Born this year, the moment right before Bradley Cooper closes the garage door, I think is one of the strongest moments in the entire film because it's, I, I mean, when I watched it for the first time, with him saying nothing, I heard an entire dialogue in my head of what I thought his character was saying. And that's how I feel watching Drive with Ryan, you know, especially that elevator scene right at the end of that scene as um, Carrie f- steps out of the elevator and Ryan just turns towards the camera and there's just this this indescribable look on his face. And I think he's one of the few actors who can be placed in those you know minimal dialogue, close-up movies, and just be extraordinary in what he's doing. There are a lot of moments like that in First Man when he gets the phone call while he's at the party and he shatters that glass in his hand. I mean, there's... There's just few like him that can do something like that. Um, and that was my reason for going with Drive.
2: Yeah, you That's know, an incredible it, choice. It, I love what you said about his internal dialogue because I, I've, I've been arguing that for years with people who say, like exactly what you said, he's not a great actor, he's always so reserved. And I think to me, it's harder for an actor to be acting the way he is than it is to be vocal or verbal with dialogue in the sense of, um, like when First Man, for example, when people say his performance is not great, I I I find it so frustrating to me because, like, to me, I think it's one of his best performances. Only be, like that specific sequence when he's in the uh, office, he just breaks down. Like Ryan Gosling yeah. doesn't really break down, right? And like I, I, to me, that was all I needed f- emotionally in regards to a visual element of him in a very sad place. Um, because I think First Man is. I think, and First man is not my pick, but I think First Man's his best movie um, from a from a Wait, different I, perspective of things, but uh, I think that... I want to
0: ask a question. Is that, an, is that an opinion of Ryan Gosling? People think he's not a good actor? No, I didn't know it.
3: That's what I found. Now, now well, not that he's a bad yeah. actor, but that, yeah. like, it's the pretty boy syndrome. It really is, and because he's done movies like The Notebook and Crazy Stupid Love, and he's opted to put yeah. himself in that leading man role... People don't take a look. Like, I cannot tell you the amount of people I have to tell about Half Nelson. People don't realize that he is an Oscar-nominated Lazy. actor for yep. that movie. And that, that was also my Girl. consideration. Yeah. Yeah, That I mean, that list that I posted a while ago, the nice guys, Lars and the Real Girl, Blue Valentine, um, Drive, and Half Nelson, I think those are his five best performances as an actor. But that being said, I don't think he's given a bad performance. But yeah, I think the general public... Won't really take a look at his entire filmography because they don't think there's anything
2: worth finding. See what Kalina is saying is very similar to how I think people feel about Brad Pitt. And uh, and what I mean by that is like there there are people who are so famous like Brad Pitt that they are Brad Pitt and they don't get the credit in my opinion for the range they have. Same with Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Cruise is like Cruise is so. He's so famous and his celebrity is so big that people actually, in my opinion, forget how great of an actor he really is. Like, you you go back to Vanilla Sky, Born on the Fourth of July and things like that. Jerry Maguire? Yeah, Jerry Maguire. he's He's an amazing actor. So Gosling, I do find that people say, even especially with First Man, that he wasn't great in it and or he was too quiet or too not as verbal. And to me, it's harder to do what he does in First Man than it is to have verbal moments. So be- so
1: then let me ask you, do you think that it's going to hurt him with the Oscars? Because he doesn't do a lot of movies that have what we refer to as that Oscar moment. He's almost the opposite of, of DiCaprio. DiCaprio mm-hmm. takes these roles and he's screaming and yelling and he has four or five moments in each movie where you could take out 30 seconds and go, oh, that's what they would show at the Oscars if he were nominated. Gosling doesn't really, like I don't know what his scene, if he were in theory nominated for First Man. Well, that- what would his the crying scene be, be? Phone
3: call scene. Yeah. With glass. Okay. So, like,
1: that would work. But, like, do you think that it hurt because the average moviegoer who doesn't maybe look as deep as the rest of us do, they need that that chewing of the scenery. In order to say, "Oh, that's good acting." Well, look at, they need to see someone acting. Look
2: at Roma, yeah, for but- example. Like she doesn't have an explosive moment. I mean, there's like moments where she's like, "There's she's." I don't nominated. think she's going to be nominated. She's not going to win. But she's amazing, she? though. But, she
0: may get nominated, but she's not
2: going to win see, because of that. To me, the problem with a lot of movies sometimes is over explanation, over exposition, and actors trying to see. To me, the camera is such an intimate thing, right? The camera and the actor are such an intimate. Relationship together, but sometimes I feel like an actor can overdo things because he or she is trying to get across an emotion to an audience, right? But reality of the situation is it needs to be intimate, and we are right there with the intimate element watching it. So if there's not an explosive dialogue or explosive crying moment, um, and someone like a Ryan Gosling is doing an internal, mo- like look at Blade Runner twenty forty nine, right? He doesn't yeah, say a lot in that film, but he's <clears throat> absolutely brilliant. And because well, it's and all through what, his eyes.
0: With every movie he puts out too, it's like everyone, once he, he does a performance, they're reminded that like, oh yeah, he's really good. Mm. Like exactly. he'll do physical comedy yeah. in the nice guys and his timing is amazing. razor sharp. Mm. And then they're like, oh, Ryan Gosling can do this. And it's like, yeah, he's been doing things like this, this whole he's, time. He's a, and well, even,
3: go. even La La Land. I mean, so that, that's part of, to your point, Jake, uh, I have a tattoo for that movie. I, dare you to find someone who loves that movie more than I do but I was looking for more meatier characters and Sebastian just isn't the meatiest character but he charmed the pants off of everyone who saw that movie he also saves jazz yes (laughs) and I don't think um
0: how much more Not meat do you that need? No
3: actor could have done that. <laughs> I needed him to say rock and roll. Uh, no, I just, like, yes, other actors could have done that, but I do still think it takes a special kind of charm and personality to even do something like La La Land. And that's what I mean. I think he has such a full range that we have seen from him, and people just don't give him credit for it. it I agree. It kills me.
2: I agree. I mean, Jake, <laughs> no, one's, no one says Gosling's a bad actor. But I think what is saying, and I agree, is that people don't give him enough credit. Uh, I think that he's very. People like Ryan Gosling, but I don't think that he's ever really considered in that great actor category by a lot of people.
0: We're giving him credit we right, right now,
2: so. but he needs he's to be. He's the subject
0: he's of a blend game. He's
1: amazing.
2: No, no the
3: four of us. Sean. We agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not and the took
1: fifty episodes to get
0: here, <laughs> Jake. I've been told you get to go next.
1: Uh, I actually also chose Drive. There we Uh, go. For a lot of the same reasons that uh, we've touched on. Uh, He, Ryan Gosling is the MacGyver of acting. He takes very little and turns it into a lot. He takes eight words and, like Alina said, turns them into dialogues that don't need to be written out. They don't need to be spoken. I feel like I know more about his character from Drive, who he is as a person, who he is internally, with fewer words than I know from most characters who have ten times – the dialogue, um, just what he does with that role is absolutely incredible. Um, and I, you know, it probably would have been easy for uh, a writer, or a director, to look at that role and give him more, me, more screaming, yelling, crazy scenes. But I think what makes that movie work is that he doesn't feel the need to do that. Right. He's not a guy that that speaks a lot, so why would you give him these these long monologues? Um, I I went through. I started with Drive. And thought, well, that's too easy and went to all of his other performances and just could not justify choosing any other performance over Drive.
3: Is there yeah. anything that got close for you, Jake?
1: I really, really, really love Lars and the Real Girl.
3: It's so good. So
1: that would probably be the next one just because there's so many layers to that. Just I feel just so much like it's funny. It's sad. I feel so sympathetic for the guy. There are a lot of things. You know, You on paper, you read the description of that movie and you go, What? the hell are you talking, what are you talking about? And then you walk away from the movie and go, that might be one of the sweetest romantic stories I've ever seen in my entire life.
3: I think his and, greatest and achievement 10. in that film is that he didn't make that character creepy. Because when, right. you're, when you're thinking about that film and you're realizing what his character is going through, that could be very deeply misinterpreted oh, if yeah. it were another person in the role. But I'm completely sympathetic with his character from the moment the movie starts until the moment it ends. And right. that's, again, just a testament to his talent.
1: What Gosling did in Lars and the Real Girl is sort of in the ballpark of what Steve Carell needed to do but failed to do with Welcome to Marwin. Oh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> good call. But, I mean, yes. in Mar- I just felt his character in Welcome to Marwin was so creepy, and that's what Gosling was at risk of doing with Lars and the Real Girl, but he avoided doing it um, because arguably he is a better actor than Steve Carell. Yeah, well, Zemeckis... Sean, what's the
3: better this is a Zemeckis film? Forrest Gump for Welcome to Marwin?
1: <laughs> Forrest Gump. Don't... Oh, my
2: oh, don't
0: you dare. Are
3: we wow. in this day in history, game? I mean, <laughs> Tom Hanks
0: is still in Forrest Gump. You know, you still get a Tom Hanks performance. Sean, it's a cr-
2: you it's a hate crap Forrest Gump is what movie. you say.
0: <laughs> yeah, but Marwin is really bad. It's I mean, bad, it's, yes. Marwin is bad. It's unredeemable. Marwen's like, the first nothing... movie in
1: a while that I thought if I weren't a professional, if I were just a general paying Movie
0: goer, I would get up and walk out. Yeah, Yeah. no, I forgot. I forgot the first half of Marwin by the time the movie ended. Like you could have told me a scene, and I would have been like, (laughs) "That was in this movie," and I just watched it. It's so bad. We haven't really discussed that movie, and we shouldn't. We shouldn't waste any time on it. Um, I get to go next. uh, I want to guess. I want to guess. Okay, guess.
3: You pick song to song. I don't Uh. even
0: know what that is. The Terrence Malik. Is that a no, Actually, yeah. I my honest
3: guess is I think he went with something older like Remember the Titans.
0: Mm, Cause I'm old. Get it? That's an old, an old <laughs> joke, kids. Older. I didn't see old. Okay.
3: Don't be aggressive. Grandpa Sean. picked
0: Titans.
1: <laughs> you guys want to guess? Sean picked young Tarzan. I think Sean. <laughs> I think Sean went with Drive as well. I think Sean chose La La Land.
0: Sean did choose La La Land, because you Good. communists. Don't want to pick the greatest movie ever made. Um, the reason why I love La La Land is because, again, we're doing favorite. We're not doing best. And that movie is flawless. It's flawless from start to finish. It's the it's one of the greatest sits that, that we've had in the past, you know, five to ten years. So you can put it in at any time. Uh, if you stop on it at any given moment, it's so delightful. You have to watch it all the way through to the end. But here's why I pick it as my favorite of his. He has every tangible arc That a character should go on. He starts as this pretentious twit who can't even be bothered to play Christmas music, you know, at Christmas time and loses his job because of it. Um, He's arguing with his sister that jazz is so important to him that he has to reopen this club and and it's been forgotten. It's this lost medium. And having this guy choose jazz, you know, as that is is horrifying. Um, He falls in love with this girl. Uh, he gets caught up in music that he doesn't believe in, but he's got to pay his bills, which everybody in California can identify with. The scene where he goes to get Emma Stone to bring her back for the audition, the honking horn is hysterical. Like, that's the greatest. It's such a tremendous moment for him. And he makes all of these emotions completely believable at the minute that you see them. And I think in anyone else's hands... They fumble one of those, right? Like, you watch one of those shades, and you're like, I don't believe that part of it. That that part doesn't work. And then, because Damien is brilliant, Patron you get Saint. that ending. You get the ending. Right. Patron Saint Damien Chazelle. Until First Man. Oh, God. Listen, um, Sean, we're not going to be negative today. You, it is
3: 2019. You get this is not our attitude The ending.
0: Anymore. Anymore that Ryan Gosling earns because in, in a horrible movie, they would have gotten back together. Um, but instead they get, you know, they, they both chose their paths. They sacrifice, uh, a relationship that might've worked, might've not. Uh, but you get that tremendous, tremendous montage, uh, of what their life would have been. And he sells everything in the montage too, you know, basically a wordless montage. But on top of that, he sings plays piano. I mean, he does. What else do you need this guy to do? Like he's the most convincing guy. He's so versatile. And all of that happens in one movie, which is also an incredibly enjoyable movie from start to finish. So
2: what's weird about first man in regards to Sean's opinion on that is that Sean doesn't like the scene in that movie that I think is the most powerful moment in regards to the ending when they don't speak. The final shot. And Sean shot. is all... Why? Uh, Sean hates that moment. I'm like, dude, what, what What they need to say to each other? Why can't they just have that moment uh, uh, of silence? It was a perfect ending. There's nothing authentic
0: about camera. that. If your significant other... W- went to the moon i'd just be and speechless. You're seeing them for the very first speechless, time Sean. the minute you walked into the room you would be like oh my god are you okay how was it no. what's going on you're... why are you in this room how come you're trapped yeah you did but not they, sit were, there for 10 they were at, they were and put your hand at on ends. the glass
1: they were fighting they were yeah. they were almost at yeah. the point of, of garbage of, of, of actual divorce yeah that, mm-hmm. dude because <laughs> they're a bunch of boys oh wow <laughs> i hate that scene <laughs> i hate know, that
0: just... scene. that'll be her scene too and it'll make me curious who hurt you Sean my number two would have been The Nice Guys, because he's, he's brilliant nice. in that. That so would have been he mine if we were doing best. I think yes. that's
3: his best performance oh. as an actor because of the physical element of it. That's why I had to ask A, which one we were doing, because it completely would have altered my decision.
0: Because I knew he was funny. every week, so who knows? He's funny <laughs> in Crazy Stupid Love. He's funny in Crazy Stupid Love, but yeah. he is brilliant, funny, in nice guys. He it's is. incredible. And Kevin gets to conclude hashtag Gosling blend. Well, and I'm getting, wait, 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 let's guess fast. Let's guess fast. I'm going to guess drive, but Gabe would be last. I think he
1: also chose drive.
3: I think Lala Land.
2: No, it's drive. No question. (laughs) Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: (laughs) It was
2: actually not even, it was probably one of the easiest ones I've ever had to do. I mean, drive is no question my favorite movie of his. I mean, oddly enough, I think his best. Dude, why aren't you wearing the jacket? I know. Yeah. I, I have a jacket I too. That I jacket's my awesome. Jacket my, <laughs> everyone have the jacket except me. My wife yeah. got that for me. That was amazing.
0: No, but I I think I, I have Kevin's jacket.
2: You do. Lauren sent you one too. Um, Even Kevin's
3: mom has a jacket.
2: She does. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jill. Jill. Oh, Jill. Mom's the best. Um, no, I think his best movies, like, if I, like his two best films, are placed beyond the pines and um and. Uh, uh, oh, I first hate man. Place
0: Behind the Pines. Oh, what? Wait, you hate
2: Place Behind the Pines? Pines is a masterpiece. What are oh, you are kidding a terrible me about? Movie. That was on my top ten list that year. Oh my God! What are you, Sean? You're joking, right? This is a you're joking.
0: No, the first act nah, of that is a good ju- movie, but joking. the rest of it with Bradley Cooper is not. Good. You're, you're kidding. It goes yeah. off the rails. You're, you're
2: kidding. Uh, we'll move <laughs> on. I, I, don't, I don't want you. To, I don't want you to embarrass yourself. <laughs> off the rails. I, you're kidding. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so um, Place <laughs> Beyond the Pines is brilliant. I don't. If anybody out there hasn't seen that, please
1: see it. By the way, you hate Place Beyond the Pines. Pa- who are you? I mean, I don't like it. It's not good. How
3: How do you feel about Blue Valentine though? Because I oh, myself I and Valentine. I know a lot of people who consider those to be like a pair of films that you should watch together.
0: No. Uh, Place Behind the Pines loses me well I don't want to talk about it because it's a big <laughs> you spoiler. lose me oh. it's a big spoiler but movie movie, movie when it transitions to Bradley's video. movie <laughs> when it transitions to Bradley's movie I lose interest
2: oh my god the opening shot of that film as you follow so him, so him into hard. that cage Again, yeah. the first 30 so minutes good. of it
0: are a very good movie oh, the <laughs> there's another oh, hour the to go oh
3: yeah.
0: I love
2: that movie alright nice. second half of it blame you've changed anyway, Well, Drive, uh, everything about Drive is is incredible. Every single thing about Drive. Um, But a lot of it has to do with the internal quality of his character, which is what I love about Ryan Gosling. I remember speaking to him for Blade Runner 2049 and referencing Drive in the sense that I felt both characters, Drive and Blade Runner, were very similar in the sense that everything was emoted through uh, his eyes and his facial expressions. And I think Mm -hmm. that uh, Drive is... A movie that has so many different characters. The soundtrack is a character. The cinematography is a character. Um, his performance, obviously, is a leading character as well. But he... It's all coupled together to, be, to make one, like, essentially perfect film. I mean, I think what Nicholas Winding Refn uh, is just a genius artist. Isn't he... Didn't I read somewhere that he's actually partially colorblind? Did you guys read? Have you heard about this? Like Really? Or, or, I, don't I, don't know, be I think there's some I think he only sees certain types of colors, because that movie is so visual, obviously. Um, I'll have to look that up, but I remember reading that somewhere. But the the uh, gosling is just it's it's a perfect role for him. He plays it with such like the cool thing about that role is that is the is the is the balance he has of this emotional connection he has with Carrie Mulligan's character to being this this um, bad A. I don't usually, usually curse on here, but he's just, he finds like this realm where you, you care about what he's doing, but then he's also not afraid to, to kick some butt, whatever.
0: <laughs> There's been a request for us to curse more, no. by the way. That was on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By Kevin's mom,
2: actually.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yes.
2: No, but I, I think Drive Drive is my, my pick, no question. Uh, for every, every reason you guys already said, Soundtrack's incredible, he's amazing Mm -hmm. Um, Just the driving sequences are Unbelievable Uh, I love his calmness Mm -hmm. And then the way he rages, it's unbelievable So uh, that's my number one
3: I've said from day one too that I think that drive is a near-perfect film. I mean, I, I truly have a challenge trying to find something that I think is a genuine flaw in it. Brian Cranston is an outstanding, supportive cast member beside him. And that opening sequence of him just driving through Los Angeles as night, at night as the opening credits play is is haunting. It's so beautiful to me.
1: Do we think that he dies at the end?
3: No. No, he doesn't. Ryan Gosling is immortal. First of all, okay, he will never die. <laughs> Second of all, um, I, I think that's the romantic part of the ending is that he doesn't get the girl, but he gets to know that she's safe. And so I, I don't know. I can't imagine him just bleeding out as he's driving the car into the yeah. night. I like to think that he gets fixed Except up somewhere and moves on.
0: Yeah, I like that. Um, audience picks Don Roberts, Robert Chivalry, uh as well as. A few others said Blade Runner 2049, and Jake, I'm very surprised you didn't pick that because I know you love that movie.
1: I do love that movie, yeah. And that, um, you know what's funny is, is uh, Gosling has actually been in a ton of movies that were my number one film of the year. Blade yeah. Runner 2049, La La Land, and Drive. Wow. I'm trying to think of the past. Like, I mean, he might be the star of the most of my number ones ever the most like consecutive through line drives also the,
2: also the film that my wife and I fell in love over like that was the that was the Aww. well I mean That's uh, cute. Uh, that was the film that we started connecting on so when we first started talking to each other drive was a uh, it's funny I drive was actually the topic of discussion that we would have about how we related to each other based on movies and I remember going over to her place for the first time, and we watched mm. Drive together. I'll never forget that. Like it was like that. That is a movie that has such a important place that's in my the life. The reason
0: it should be your favorite, well, well, yeah, that's it, your well, reason. Well, that, that besides
2: I mean, that's a personal reason, but as a movie, as a character as Ryan Gosling, I think that's his. That, that's my favorite role of his. But that movie also, to, uh, I'm a bit biased because it is a film that meant a lot to me in my life. Uh, it, it, it is the reason. me. I mean, it's not the reason why my wife and I are together, but it's a. It's, it, I, I credit that film as a reason that we connected the way we did as quickly as we did um, yeah. over the years. And I actually told him uh, so Gosling that. Uh, he always remembers <laughs> every time I see him. He always brings that up, which is kind of cool.
0: Kimberly Sue says La La Land. Uh, Patrick Knight says Fracture. And it wasn't until he said Fracture that I remembered that I did <clears throat> that junket. The movie what? with him at Hopkins? With Anthony Hopkins. Fracture. And-
1: I'll never
2: forget this, by the way. Uh, not to name drop, but I was at TIFF Toronto it's International Film do. Festival, and I was I, I before I got TV credentials, I was doing ra- uh, radio stuff, so I was just doing like roundtables, and I found out that they were doing a bunch of different uh, Q. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, press conferences, and Woody mm. Allen was doing a press conference for I can't remember the name of the movie. There was a, there was a movie that had Anthony Hopkins in it. Oh, I did that junket. What was the name of that film? <laughs> oh, I couldn't tell okay. you. Okay, but so I went to the press conference because I wanted to see Woody Allen speak.
0: I'm trying to think of the name uh, of it. About
2: movies. Uh, this was years ago. And so the press conference ends and Anthony Hopkins walks off the stage and I walk over to him and I... And I, and I um, you
1: will meet a tall, dark stranger.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, that's it, yeah. So I shook his hand and I said, you know, Mr. Uh, Mr. Hopkins, pleasure to meet you. And he goes, you know, call me. Call me Tony. I said, like, I'm not calling you Tony. I'm sorry. I can't. That's just
0: really that's
2: just weird. He goes, he goes, and again, I don't agree with him 0% about this. He goes, he goes, by the way, you look like this movie, I, this movie Fracture I did, you remind me of Brian Gosling. I'm like, I was like, um, okay. I was like, take it and run with it, I'll dude. I'll take it. But I was like, <laughs> I, obviously, you're 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 not seeing me correctly. But I'll never. That's my fracture connection. Is I love fracture by the way. Fracture is actually an underrated go. movie. Um, but I'll never forget Anthony Hopkins saying that. I don't know. Wow, well, that was cool. Skylar
0: Shuler and Mac Rowden said Lars and the Real Girl, which has also got some love. So I think we yeah. kind of covered most of the bases. Uh, for next week, we are going to play. You guys can reach out on Twitter. Uh, and we are going to pick our favorite Charlize Theron yeah. films using oh, nice. hashtag TheronBlend. So you can also let us know uh, via email at realblend at cinemablend.com. But it's going to be really tough. We have an email? <laughs> yes, we do. Realblend at cinemablend.com. They all go to Kevin's mom, Jill. She answers them all. <laughs> she stays up 24-7 and replies to every single email that we get. Uh, it's going to be tough to top. Next week, though, because, I mean, we won't have Kalina with us. And so this Unless was truly special. Unless you
3: want to, I will make special. myself
0: available. <laughs> and well, that, that is very nice. You belong in this fourth chair, for sure. fit in beautifully. Thank you Thank so you. much for coming by and spending time with us on our 50th episode. Thank You're you the so best.
3: much for having me. It was such an honor, guys. Thank you.
0: I mean, that was just truly special to have Kalina finally join us for a blend game. I'm so happy She's that you made best. the time. Yeah, that was fantastic. It was, just, it was, it I was, was nice to have
2: someone help us drive the show a little bit.
0: Uh, nice. uh, and i thought we were a bunch of nice
2: guys yeah I, I agree
0: yeah you know well maybe we'll bump into her walking around la la yeah
2: and maybe maybe we'll bump into her at you know at the place beyond the pines at some point well,
1: maybe know? she could just replace me when i quit this freaking podcast <laughs>
3: who, who, who will be the first quit. man to
2: quit this
1: podcast the
2: that's what i want to know
3: <laughs> that's, that's really what i want
2: to know <laughs> I have nothing for Blade Runner oh, 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 I can't think of a Blade oh, Runner you. one I'm trying to oh, think I hate you all
0: <laughs> alright this has been episode number 50 of Real Blend the first of 2019 uh, you can find us on social media at Real Blend you can follow the guys at Jake's Takes Sean, at Kevin I, McCarthy TV I have a lot of
2: crazy stupid love for you man I really I really do Sean, man I just,
0: I'm just at Sean underscore <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to fit Blue Valentine in somehow I can't edit.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to think um, of his the rest of his movies when we don't want to go please half go nelson
0: over here over You me we, we have to get we have to go full full here full nelson right. please go over to itunes uh leave us a review uh the more the merrier obviously if your name is lars bring your real girl with you over there and she can give us star ratings also and maybe our 40th review we will be back next week talking about the golden globe Winners and the Critics Choice. This was a long show. It wasn't years? a
2: big short show this time. We did a really long, like a long one uh, this time. Around. I was really excited
0: about I'm that. Not, it's not going to get any better than that. So for that, I would say thank you very much for listening. And we will hey, talk. Hey Sean, to you guys when next you week.
2: write the show open, do you write it on a notebook?
0: The, oh,
2: the no oh, it's the no the no I quit <laughs> I, 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 I quit, quit ended the show I quit, five I, quit times I quit and I'm still interrupting you
0: so thank you very much for tuning in to this week's episode we will be back next week and of course we have to end the 50th episode with a very special rendition of Dunkirk
2: Dunkirk adios Jesus and uh hashtag Dunkirk 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 Dunkirk, oh, Dunkirk. Dunkirk.
0: <laughs> hashtag Dunkirk thanks guys we appreciate it talk to you Dunkirk. soon. Dunkirk Dunkirk this has been Awards Blend. My name is Sean O'Connell. That is Kevin McCarthy. And thank you so much, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Yep. Dunkirk.
2: Dunkirk. 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 Dunkirk.
0: Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you guys watching and listening.
2: Dunkirk.
0: Thank you, Kevin.
1: Dunkirk.
2: Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Boys. Dunkirk.
1: <laughs> I love it.
2: Dunkirk, Dunkirk
1: is pretty good movie.
0: Dunkirk. Yep. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We will see Dunkirk. you Dunkirk next week.
2: Dunkirk. Sunwalk. Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Dunkirk.
0: Uh, we're getting to dress. Gabe, World. you don't wrap us. We wrap you, Gabe. And um, we'll be back next <laughs> next Dunkirk. week. Thank you very much, everybody, for Dunkirk. tuning in.
2: We'll Dun- talk you next solo. Week. Kirk.
1: Solo. Dunkirk. <laughs> it's a legitimate reason why he has his last name. Dunkirk. Adios. Dunkirk. Adios.
0: We are in Paris, France, recording a very special international edition of the podcast. We are all together in the same room. Woo! Recording our episode of Real Blend for the first time. Dunkirk! Dunkirk! Dunkirk. Dunkirk! Thank you.
2: Dunkirk! Dunkirk! Tech sucks! <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> Dunkirk! Dunkirk. Dunkirk. At the guest host this week, I believe, is Chris Van Bleed, So if it's Chris, I love you as well, sir. I uh, miss you guys. Friendship for life. And uh, I'm literally on a friendship. And. Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Dunkirk! 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 Like a mother. And Dunkirk. Solo!
1: Dunkirk. Dunkirk. And Solo Dunkirk Also Solo C-1000 isn't a monster Dunkirk
2: Yes he is Neither (laughs) If you think the predator is Then yes he is Talk to you next week First man Solo First man Deadpool (laughs)
0: Dunkirk
2: Solo name Hamilton Dunkirk Dunkirk
0: Dunkirk Maryland Dunkirk Maryland Dunkirk Maryland Maryland. (laughs) (laughs) Dunkirk Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode and... Solo name scene. Dunkirk.
2: (laughs) Dunkirk. Hey, Sean, Dunkirk.
0: All right. Good night, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Dunkirk!
2: Dunkirk. 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 All three of
1: us said it. Wow. That was special.
0: (laughs) This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on.